0: So did he kill her in this song? Did the subject of this song like kill his girlfriend or the woman he loves in the song? I I don't know. I kind of think so unless, you know, there's a it could be interpreted interpreted as the character, the main character in the song killing his girlfriend or it could be a metaphorical killing, you know, leaving her or, you know, burying, you know, what's good about him in her, never to be seen again. So that's what's, that's the good part. Sometimes it's good that art, you know, music can have so many different meanings, but sometimes it's bad because, like, you want to know the Definite meaning of it, but sometimes the definite meaning may not be what you want. So maybe it's good that you don't know. I am so in between when it when it uh, comes to things like this. For *The Unforgiven* 2, I, I want to know. I want to know exactly what James Hetfield means. But maybe James Hetfield doesn't even know what he means sometimes, you know. And that's again, you know, things meanings change um, within art. You know, uh, I've said this on like one of my Nirvana podcasts, I think, a long time ago, uh, about how the song Alive by Pearl Jam the meanings changed for Eddie Vetter. You know, it was a very sad song, uh, when he first wrote it, but now when Pearl Jam plays it live, it becomes happy. You know, the I'm still alive was chorus was sarcastic, and now it's a celebration that that he's still alive. So, um Yeah, that's that's a good thing about it. And then sometimes fans interpret things that an artist may not necessarily mean at the time, but you know the artist can go, "Oh wow, yeah, maybe I did mean that," kind of thing. So, um, so so many different things to uh, to unpack about this. But I want to talk about the actual music first and the actual production. Um, The production because it's on load and reload is is just fantastic. I, I wish this kind of production could have been brought on uh, for the al- some of the albums that came after it. So the production is spot on. The, the music is... I, I love these songs that throw us for a loop. Um, I love when a band like Metallica, who's so known for thrashy, heavy stuff, comes out with, with something different, but still Metallica. You know, it's not like they're making a polka album here. They're still rock and metal based, but just a little different. So, Headfield is kind of a country fan. So there are country elements in this song, that twang at the beginning, you know, that that bending of the string is totally country. Now, I'm not a fan of country music, or that much country music, especially today's country music. Like, I can listen to a little Johnny Cash, a little Willie Nelson, and it's like, all right, cool, whatever, I can appreciate it. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a fan, but it's like, all right, some of the songs are good. Um, But the way that Metallic you can take a country element and make it great. You know, shows how great a band they are, and uh, they they definitely did that on "Mama Said" from the Load album. And when I first heard that, I was like, "Whoa!" You know, when that that pedal steel comes in, it's like, whoa, wow. You know, so I can see how fans were put off by it. But I'm a fan who is not. I'm a fan that goes, wow, all right, surprise me. You know, as much as I like AC/DC and Slayer, they've released the same goddamn album for for 30 fucking years now. You know, it's like, evolve, man. Do something different. And how strange it is (laughs) that I am lecturing ACDC and Slayer. But I digress. Um... So yeah, so so the music and, and overall playing is is really good. They tried to do this song live a couple of times and the, the they, they did it, I think the first time they played it was at the American Music Awards like back in 97 and it didn't, I don't know what the issue was, but it didn't go off that well, like Hammett was using a slide guitar and and I think he made a couple of mistakes and maybe because of the way the sound was, it just didn't. It just didn't come off well. And the other times they've, they've played it live, it's been good, but not as good as, as the studio version. You know, maybe if they had a third guitarist or something, it, it would have been better. But I, w- I would love, I mean, hopefully I'll see Metallica again soon. I missed it. I missed them on the, hardwire, on the Hardwire tour when they played New York and New Jersey because the tickets sold out so fast. So hopefully they'll come come around again. Uh, and hopefully they'll play that, you know, throw some monkey wrenches in the set list, man, throw some stuff from St. Anger in there, throw some stuff, more stuff from Load and Reload, uh, as well as the old stuff, you know, just, but I understand making a set set list is probably hard considering, you know, they have so many albums and so many songs, but, um, yeah, so, anyway, um, I'm always torn whether I like Unforgiven 1 or Unforgiven 2 better, but Unforgiven 2 is one of my favorite Metallica songs and definitely the best song off the Reload album. There's a bunch of good songs on the Reload album. Um, so I, I, originally thought that, um, I originally thought that Unforgiven 2 was a continuation of the character from Unforgiven 1, but then I that wouldn't make sense because the character in Unforgiven One died, you know, the old man died. So maybe this is uh, another character, but this time it seems like he is in uh, a relationship. And um, I I also want to point out on my previous podcast about the Unforgiven, I... I was talking about well what is what does it mean to be unforgiven, considering the the character was kind of beaten down in unforgiven one, so why is he unforgiven, and then I thought, well, he probably can't forgive himself, but I, I read on, on all things I read a comment on on YouTube, and I, this was something I was wrestling with wrestling with you know as far as what what does it mean to be unforgiven. And, you know, I just, I wish I had, I wish I could interpret songs better sometimes. I wish it could be more obvious for me, but sometimes it's not. Like, like, I didn't know that Blackbird by the Beatles, for years I thought it was just about a bird, like literally a bird, until I heard an interview or uh, until Paul McCartney was talking to a crowd during a concert, and said, well, you know, back in, in England, we would call women birds. So this is about a black woman trying to be free. So it's a song about the civil rights era, and I just thought it was about a bird. So sometimes it's not too obvious for me. I guess I'm not good with metaphors sometimes. But on somebody posted a lyrics video of Unforgiven 3. Um, it wasn't a Metallica posting it themselves, but it's one of those videos where you can read the lyrics. And I was just... Um, I was looking it over, and this person from a year ago, and the YouTube handle is Philandrianos, and he or she uh, interpreted it really, really well. And I wish I could have interpreted, interpreted it like Philandrianos did. But So this person put, Unforgiven, I can't forgive the world. Unforgiven too, I can't forgive you. Unforgiven three, I can't forgive myself. So this person nailed it so, so, in such a quick manner that it, it it made me realize, oh my God, like this person, Philandrianos, is right. You know, so it's the unforgiven in, in the first one is about the world beating this person down. And the unforgiven two gets, I guess, a little more, uh, micro in that it's dealing with a, um, with a relationship, and Unforgiven Three, which I'm starting to appreciate more and more after listening to it more and more. Uh, I don't appreciate the production, but I appreciate um, the song itself and where the lyrics are going. Um, so I'll get to that for with with another podcast. But yeah, so this person seems that it's right. The Unforgiven Two is is not forgiven for giving another person the relationship so much so that this person might have been killed. I don't know. So let's try to uh let's try to analyze this, uh, starting with the lyrics, together. And when I mean together, I mean by myself, and you get to listen to me try and make sense of all this. So and if you have any, you know, comments and you think I'm wrong, please comment and uh on any of these platforms or you can email me at Mike Lane Act, that's Mike, M I K E L A N E A C T at yahoo.com, or you can find me on Twitter at Mike Lane Act or Facebook at Mike Lane Actor. Anyway, so let's start with the lyrics. So it's lay beside me, tell me what they've done. Now, who the fuck is this they? Is it the they from the first song? Did the person in the song know? Um, the they or know the subject of the first song. So tell me what they've done. Speak the words I want to hear to make my demons run. So he wants her to tell him what he wants to hear. Now, to make my demons run could mean, you know, I think it means so I can get rid of what's the demons in my head. What is bothering me? Whatever anxiety, whatever depression, whatever guilt, um i have uh please try to make these go to, go away so you know maybe there's some kind of dependency going on here so the door is locked now but it's open if you're true so is it the door to his heart i think it's the door to his heart so if she is true to him now who knows what true means like what what, what does she have to do to be true to him does he want her to be honest? Does he want her to be 100% honest? Sometimes you don't want to be 100% honest because you can really hurt the person. Sometimes there's a way to be diplomatic with that person. Um, so so if you're true, if you can understand the me, then I can understand the you. So it's like, all right, well, let's get to know each other here. Let's try to make a connection. Let's try to understand each other so we can unlock uh, and we can you know, try to find happiness to, uh, together. So, lay beside me, once again, you know, they're laying down, obviously. Under wicked sky, through black of day, dark of night, we share this paralyze. So, you know, when I first heard the song, I thought it was Pair of Lies, and Pair of Lies can work if they both have lies that they could share. But I think it's Paralyze. Uh, the CD booklet, the, the, it's just fragments of lyrics, it doesn't, you know, It doesn't list the whole thing. So, lay beside me under wicked sky through black of day, dark of night, we share this paralyzed. So, they both seem to have issues here. Maybe they're not talking to each other, so they're kind of frozen in in what to to do with this relationship. So, the the door cracks open. It's like, oh, alright. So, we're starting to open up. Like, open up. Like, the door is opening. So, we're opening up together. But... There's no sun shining through. So that's not good. You need sunlight, you know, sunlight being the best disinfectant. Sunlight to bring clarity to this whole relationship. But there's no, there's nothing there yet. But, you know, at least the door cracking open is is something. Um, so this is where it gets heavier, not music-wise, but lyrics-wise. Black heart scarring darker still, but there's no sun shining through. So... The guy has a black heart, so he's probably doing something bad, or he's done something bad, Um, and I'm going to try to find a new fucking lyrics page, because this lyrics page is awful. Awful. Because it keeps resetting, and it keeps going to the top of the lyrics. Oh, I hate these things. I hate them. Hate them. Anyway. All right, this one seems to be a little better. So... Um black hearts black heart scarring darker still. So there doesn't he's either not a good person or doesn't think he's a good person and it's he's just getting worse. So his heart is becoming darker, his feelings are becoming worse, or he's he's thinking, you know worse things about himself, and there's no progress. There's no sun shining through, and it's repeated there twice, three times. There's no sun shining through, there's no sun shining through. So now, he's looking back on his life. What I've felt, what I've known. This is past tense here. Um, so, trying to convey his experiences have determined the kind of person that he is. Turn the pages, the pages of his life, if, you, if you're looking at life like a book. Turn the stone. So, the stone... Could be, you know, the pages are getting heavier because they're turning to stone or it's just harder to communicate trying to turn the stone to try to to try to to make progress Um, behind the turn the stone behind the door. Should I open it for you? So now he's questioning, you know, it's like the door cracked open. Should he open it all the way? Should he let her know what he's feeling? He's definitely wrestling with something inside him. Can he be open uh, with this person? Um, and so what I felt, what I've known, sick and tired, I stand alone. So again, very much isolating himself, withdrawing, like if you want to go back to the first song, the, the, this time the child draws in. Um, so he's still very much the lone wolf and maybe he doesn't feel he needs anybody or doesn't want anybody because he doesn't want to hurt anybody else. Um, so could you be there? Because I'm the one who waits for you. So he's giving her a chance here. Could she be the one to break down this wall that, you know, if you look at the videos, they're both Unforgiven and Unforgiven, too, there are signs of walls being broken down. So, So... Could you be there? Because I'm the one who waits for you. So he's trying to give her a chance. Or, though, or are you unforgiven too? So they they both are. So the character, so the man in this song, the subject, is unforgiven. And he's wondering if she is unforgiven as well. So if she is unforgiven... That means they can't be together because I guess maybe there's too much of himself in her. Um, I haven't really thought about this, and I'm just kind of going through my my first uh, re- my first reaction to these lyrics. Um, one, because I think it's more exciting to have a first reaction, to, to hear my thought process. And two, I'm just very lazy. So, let's continue. Come lay beside me. This won't hurt, I swear. What is... That this is where it's like, uh-oh. So, um, is, it, is he trying to, you know, hey, lay beside me, let me talk to you. It's not going to hurt. I'm going to try to express myself. Or it's like, hey, lay beside me, I think I'm going to kill you now. Yeah, it's just like total double meaning here. And what does that say about me? What does that say about me that I, that I think he's going to kill her? Jesus. So, she loves me not. She loves me still. But she'll never love again. All right, this is where it gets a little scary. So, you know, it's like you play that game with the flower. It's like you, you pull off the, you're killing the flower. You know, you're pulling off the um, the petals. Like she loves me, she loves me not. So it's, she loves me not, she loves me still. So she's going back and forth, but she'll never love again. Does that mean they're going to be together? Or does that mean he's going to kill her? Or does that mean, you know, he's so either caught up on himself or so jealous that she's never going to love someone or his ego so big that she's never going to love someone the way, you know, she loves him. But it's definitely going back and forth. So she lay beside me, but she'll be there when I'm gone. So that could mean he's getting up and leaving. And she'll be there when he's gone, or he's killed her and he's gonna leave, and she'll be there when he's gone. So it repeats again: Blackheart scarring, darkest still. Yes, she'll be there when I'm gone. Yes, she'll be there when I'm gone. When I'm gone, so he repeats that three times. Now, dead? Sure, she'll be there. This is where the double meaning comes in. Is she dead, or is he so positive that you know he's he's about to leave her? And in the video, you see Hetfield's face. Hetfield makes these faces, like he makes like kind of like an evil face during the video, and during like Dead Sure She'll Be There, he kind of has this grin to him, like, yeah, like, yeah, I killed her. So um, I hope that's not the case, but it seemed, the arrows seem to be pointing in that direction. So uh, it repeats again uh, the chorus, what I felt, what I've known, turn the pages, turn the stone behind the door, should I have opened it for you. Um, and then it repeats, you know, the, are you, or are you unforgiven too? So we go now to lay beside me, tell me what I've done. What has he done? And the next line is the door is closed. So are your eyes. So she could be asleep. Let's try to think positive. She could be asleep or we fucking killed her. But this is where it gets interesting So, lay beside me, tell me what I've done. The door is closed, so are your eyes. But now I see the sun. Now I see the sun. Yes, now I see it. So, this could mean two things, according to me. Let's start with the negative. He's killed her. And this is what he's wanted to do all along, so he's found his calling as a killer. He's seeing the sun now. He's found his purpose, you know, in that now he's alone. You know, he's sick and tired. He's standing alone. He's killed her. He's found his purpose. There is the sun. There is brightness. He's found it. Or it could mean that he's gotten up, and she's sleeping, and he's about to leave, and maybe in leaving her, he sees that he is better off without her, and that's his clarity. You know, maybe the relationship was toxic, and it's positive that he's going. Because the next line, you know, the next lines, he repeats the chorus again, you know, what I felt, what I've known, and, you know, so sick and tired, I stand alone. So it's, I stand alone, for lack of a better word, stands out, because maybe he's better off alone. Maybe the sunlight, meaning clarity, is is means that he's just not good for relationships. You know, or it could mean that he goes back to her, like... She is his light, and she's the one who can who can help him with with the things that he's dealing with. Um, but you know, but the chorus repeats: "Could you be there? Because I'm the one who waits for you. You know, the one who waits for you." So definitely going back and forth, and then um, you know, oh, what I felt, what I've known, turn the pages, turn the stone behind the door, shut it, open it for you, and then it goes. So I dub the unforgiven. So I, I think the what's his name again, or this person, Philandrios may have it right, he can't forgive her, so he's dubbing her Unforgiven. So the character in the first Unforgiven dubs the world Unforgiven based on the treatment of him. So the character in this song, because the character in the first one's dead, it's a different character, um, is dubbing her Unforgiven. So maybe he is le- leaving her You know, or killing her. Either way, she's probably gone. Um, But then the next line is, I take this key, never free, and I bury it, never me, in you. Because you're unforgiven too. So, is it the key to his heart? Was she the only one to unlock his heart? But now she can't because for whatever reason, whatever way... (laughs) She's just not going to be around. So either she's dead, literally, or dead metaphorically. The point is that I have now decided they are not together. He is alone. He can't forgive her. And he's either left her or killed her. And now he's by himself. What the fuck, Hetfield? Why are you so tragic? Oh, what beautiful lyrics. I mean, they're very dark. They're very dark and very tragic. But... I think dark and tragic lyrics serve a purpose because it gets that dark and tragic side in all of us. And I'm saying all, even the most enlightened person has to a, has to have a tragic side. I mean, that's what makes us human, right? Am I right? Well, anyway, so these dark sad and tragic songs bring that out in us and we feel better when this is gone. You know, dark things aren't good. But you, but they're there, and you need to let them out in a positive way. So that's why I love this song. And, you know, the lyrics, uh, the lyrics are deep, but they're simple. You know, he's not, Hetfield isn't, you know, he, he's, he's writing, you know, he's not using gigantic words, you know, but they're so from the heart, and the way that he sings them makes them so much better. I love Hetfield's lyrics. I, I really do. Um... And then you know it ends. Never free. The, the fucking guy is never gonna be free. You think about that. Never free. Never me. He's never gonna be free, and he's never gonna be himself. And he's never gonna be free because he's never gonna be himself. Never. That's what never means. It's never gonna happen. You know, because you're unforgiven too. So he's kind of putting it on her. You're unforgiven. Therefore, I can't be unforgiven. Therefore, I'm never gonna have happiness in my life. Jeez. Anyway, so great song uh, for those who are like stuck in the Metallica thrash period, and you know, I, those are fucking great. Those are great. I implore you, go back to these songs. You know, so they're not forgotten. They're so underrated, and they're such—they're filled with such heart, but at the same time, such aggression. And that's such a great combination when it comes to music. You know, I love ballads, and I love love songs. I love. All kind of music. I literally have Fiona Apple next to Anthrax in my music collection. I have Iron Maiden next to Hootie and the Blowfish. I love, you know, the best ballad by Queen. But then the sickest thrash song by Slayer. There's room for it all. So please go back to these kind of songs. um, Because it makes one of the greatest bands ever just... Even greater, you know, because it just just it just shows how how well rounded they are, so um, yeah, so anyway, um, speaking of well rounded if you want to hear a well rounded podcast in my podcast called Music Movies and more, we talk about a variety of things, not only music and movies, but we talk about other other things. so if you um, want to share these things with your friends, please um, share via podbean. Apple podcast, Stitcher, whatever wherever it's it's on. And um, and please, you know, comment and review and find me on Twitter at mike lane act. That's M I K E L A N E A C T. Uh, where else am I? On Facebook at mike lane actor and you can email me at mike lane act at Yahoo.com, So Thanks for for living. Oh, my God. Yes, thanks for living, everyone. I really appreciate that all of you are alive and listening to my podcast. So thanks a lot. And uh, until next time, I'm going to do Unforgiven 3 next. I don't know if it's going to be be the next podcast I post, but it's it's definitely, definitely on the back burner. So enjoy yourselves. Have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good everything. All right. Bye.